So, I have another guest. I'm just myself right now, as Courtney's doing something else. And I am here with Chris... N Minnick. Minnick. Yeah. I'm going to start that over. Okay, all right. So, I'm here today with Chris Minnick. He is the Executive Director of the Council of Chief State School Officers. That sounds like a mouthful. It's a, it's a long title. We represent the nation's state superintendents. So we have 56 members in the state, every state in all our territories are members of our organization. Outstanding. Yeah. So get, tell me a little bit about, about what you do mm -hmm. with CCSSO mm -hmm. and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah. You know, we try to help the state superintendents understand what are the right state policies to further things like personalized learning. It's not specific to personalized learning, but it is one topic that we work uh, very heavily on. Yep. We think uh, um, online learning and making sure every kid has a pathway through high school to be ready to do what they want to do next in either college or in a career pathway is what we're about. And so, so we help the uh, states work together to do that. So as you as the executive director, are you mm -hmm. like the top person yeah. for yeah. all of them. Well, so yeah, because it sounds really like <laughs> yeah, I that's know. an overwhelming job. Well, it, it is. It is. So we're trying. You know, we're we're nonpartisan, so yep. we don't get too involved in the politics and political right. fights. But we uh, we do try to help our members work together so they don't duplicate things. For example, okay. one of the things we worked on was raising standards across the country, math and reading standards. Yep. And uh, so we came together with the National Governors Association and, and facilitated the Common Core project. So that's okay. one example of how we have our members work together. Okay. So what what is the, the, something that that you're working on? It, it, I'm just going to say this a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Getting 56 state superintendents yeah, yeah, yeah. all in the same room, trying right. to get on the same path, must be a crazy time. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. But frankly, this kind of conversation about personalized learning brings them together. Because whether they're Republican, Democrat, Independent, whatever they are, they're actually all about in this about children. That's and, the thing. And so... Uh, this is one issue that I think most of our members are fairly consistent on. I think there's some concern that this is only for sort of high-achieving kids, and so right. we can talk about that. But I do think, uh, I do think leaning in and making sure we're having a conversation about equity across the spectrum at the same time as we're talking about challenging all kids is really important. Okay, so that, that I do want to talk about yeah. that a little bit mm -hmm. because personalized learning, when you when you say that. Uh, a lot of the literature out there, or, or just the generic news stories, talk about personalized learning and accompany with a picture of a kid in a headphone staring at a computer screen. Right. Right. And even if I've, I've seen this all over the place, the article is not about that. It's right. actually decent articles, right. Right. but you remember the visual, and it's not about the tech. And yeah. I think that's that's one of the things that, that we've learned here at iCall mm -hmm. is that tech is a tool, it's not the answer. Yeah, I think you're really right on about that. I mean, our members are consistently looking for other options to give kids opportunities. Absolutely. This is really about opportunities, right? Whether it's through a technology setting. In some places, it might be really high career readiness training. You know, like skills that they can use in careers right away, for me, is really personalized learning. Yep. And so thinking about it as an online solution or only an online solution is really, I think, not the right way to think about it. I think if we look at high school differently, and I think that some of our some of our state members are really digging in at the high school level. Like, yep. what do we want all kids to know in high school? And then what do we want kids to have choices about? And making sure we're not making those choices for kids, but they're making those choices, I think is really important. So do you think this movement has 
has taken off a bit. You, you, you told me earlier that, that the state superintendents are pretty much on, on board. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we got this. Yeah, yeah. And five years ago, we were in a very different place, I think, that, that mm-hmm. it, just, it was very limited. You, you said it was, yeah. people talked about it more for high-achieving students. Yeah, definitely. So in, in my experience, uh, in a school district, mm-hmm. it's been a lot of pushback from our parents at the beginning because it was all about the lower-achieving ones and yeah. how we needed to raise the level for them. Yeah. And you're leaving the the quote was you're leaving my high achieving kids behind. Mm, interesting. And you know we, we provide opportunities for using yeah. tech and, and again as a tool, not the answer. Yeah. But it's it's not just about raising the bar for low achieving kids, right. and it's not just about pushing high high achieving kids even further and right. in, in deeper. It's about you, you said it uh, numerous times. It's about all of our learners. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really going to be the next step in this process. I mean, just look at this conference. It's you know, I don't even know how many people are here, but there's lots of lots of teachers here. Yeah, and people are engaged because this is what learning is about. It's about sparking something in every kid, right? And so for our members. How do they create state structures that don't inhibit that? So things like graduation requirements, things like seat time requirements. Um, The more that we can move towards, if you meet the standards, if you meet what we're trying to get you to understand, then you should be able to move on, is something that I think parents will be drawn to as well. And so getting your community involved early, making sure you're having that conversation with, with the entire community, not just the parents that are the loudest. I mean, I love, I'm a parent now. Yeah. I have, I have well, a kid in school. Yeah, I have a kid in a kindergarten this year. And uh, <clears throat> I can already see there's a set of parents that are driving the discussion in, in my school. And right. <clears throat> I just think we have to broaden that. Like, for me, we've been leaving kids out of the educational discussion. There are a set of kids, and it's usually low-income minority students, yep. that have been left out of the discussion about the good stuff, about the stuff that our, that, that, that our high-achieving kids get. And if that doesn't change, we're going to continue to have a society that splits between the well-off and the not well-off. we got to give every kid an opportunity. That's at, at the heart of personalized learning. That's what it's about. But if we allow it just to be one end of the spectrum or the other, even low-performing kids in your, in your case, yep. in your school district, that's actually, for me, I hear it more at the high end than the low end. But it's really interesting, interesting. to hear, yeah. hear that it was the low-performing, lower-performing students in your, in your district. But for me... If we can't broaden this conversation, we're going to be stuck fighting with each other. This is a, this is a societal conversation, not just an education. Oh, absolutely, so, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned a little bit about about uh, superintendents really working on like high school reform yeah. and, and, mm-hmm. and trying with that. Do you yeah. think that there's any type of of bigger nationwide push about? K to 12 rather mm-hmm. than just high school. Yeah. Well, I do think high school is a place where we, uh, the, the traditional high school model has to change. So, Absolutely. I mean, and I think we kind of recognize that as state superintendents. But um, you see it going down in the lower grades. I mean, you see um, career options and college options conversations coming down into, into the K-5 space. And so I do think there will be a movement. And actually, in many ways, personalized learning is easier at the lower levels, I think, because it's sort of contained classroom with multiple subjects. Sure. That's why I think it's a little harder to design it in the high school setting. And so we're seeing some of the pushback to that, you know, things like, how do, well, what's my transcript going to look like? You oh, know, these are gosh. simple, you know, I mean, yeah, we can talk about things. that, right? Absolutely. So things that we should be able to figure out um, come up in, in these reform conversations. So. so one of the things, let's talk about high school for, yeah. for a quick yeah, moment. Please. That uh, you, the, the questions always go to go to transcript, and if my transcript doesn't look quote-unquote normal, right. my kids are never going to go to college. And we know we just know that's not true, right. but 
But I understand as a parent, you want your kids to, to not be held back just because your schools are doing something different than we than we went through in yeah. high school. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been the same forever. There's no need for that. Yeah. So if it looks different, that's scary to a lot of people. Yeah. So, but isn't it more about the learning and the education of our kids that we want? The other stuff, we'll figure out. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, well figure out a right. transcript. I think that's right. I mean, I think we learned a lot in the raising of the standards across the country in the Common Core Project yes. that, like, sort of even if you have a good idea, you've got to make sure that you're doing, you're, you're pushing, but you're also not just sort of ignoring feedback through the process. So right. figuring out a way to have the universities or even to your colleges say, we'll accept this and be really public about it. Uh, you know, come into some of the districts that are moving in this direction and even say that to parents. I think it's just, it, it's an easy way to sort of um, squash that. And I think parents are gonna want this as soon as they understand it. Well, that's um, and and we, we gotta not surprise them. We gotta be in on the front end. We gotta t- be talking about these changes. And, you know, states have really a big role in this, right? Making sure that we're not holding on to old requirements that don't actually link with college or, or post-secondary right. success, you know? Um, you know, every kid doesn't go to college, but every kid should have an option to go to college. And every kid's not going to go right into a, a job, but they should have an option to go into a, a job training program or, or a pathway into a career. That's our job. If we aren't doing that, we're, we're leaving kids out. Thank you very Thanks. much. Appreciate it's it. It's a wonderful conversation. Yeah. Thank you.